everybody. Today is our third episode of our real estate podcast here on Ukrainian Independent Radio. It's going to be in English. We had two episodes that were in Ukrainian. This time I brought very special guests in, my, in, the, in the studio with us. And we're going to do this one in English. Uh, we're going to name it uh, Building Real Estate Wealth with uh, Stino Milito. This is, a, this is the name of our guest. Uh, Stino is not only the owner of the brokerage where I work at, he's also my personal mentor. He owns and he's been investing since his early 20s until, until today. He still buys and sells real estate. He's teaching me everything I know. Every time I do a deal or transaction or anything, I have a question. I always, goes, I always go to Stino, ask questions and just just a little bit of a knowledge that he's got a bunch of knowledge, bunch of experience. And I, as soon as we started uh, doing this podcast, I already knew I'm going to bring Stino on just so he can learn, teach. And I want to expose his knowledge to all of you, Ukrainian community. Um, so today is going to be, it's, it's packed with information. I got a bunch of questions. We're going to talk about buy, starting out, how to buy real estate, how to scale, how to uh, how he owned the Walgreens, how he owned the AT&T store, how he invested in mobile home parks, how he bought apartment buildings with no money down. Those are, those are core things I wanted to touch on. But uh, let's first maybe start how you, Stino, came, was introduced to real estate. How did you decide that real estate is going to be your path and what, what attracted you to real estate? Um, well, I got in interested in real estate in college and for whatever reason I don't know but I, I started going to uh, real estate brokers looking at properties I think I had two dollars with me so <laughs> it worked out okay and I would go to different brokers look at pro properties learn from them and then in college uh, I got my real estate license and I taught for a couple years and I started buying real estate just simply that. How did you know that real estate is going to be, how, how, how did you know you're going to make a million dollars in real estate? Well, I knew that I was going to buy real estate when I was in college. That I knew. And I knew that if I bought a million dollars worth of real estate and my tenants paid it off, I would be a millionaire. <laughs> and I thought that was pretty simple. You so, didn't have to be a seventh grader to figure out if you have a million dollars worth of real estate and my tenants are nice enough to give me money every month, <laughs> I'll become a millionaire eventually, even not so overnight. So the goal is to owe a million. I, that was my first goal, to then owe a million dollars. To have it paid off? I'm still, my goal is now to owe a million dollars. Okay, so in, in early 20s, you started investing. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yes. how, do, how, how do you start? So you just, first, what do you buy it for yourself? Or you no. just keep renting? No, after I graduated college, I, which I know is unusual today, but in the Italian uh, family I came from, you stayed at home and you paid room and board. So I stayed at home, um, great food. My mother did all the laundry and everything, so I didn't have to do anything. And uh, I saved my money and uh, I started buying real estate. While you're living with your parents? Well, while you're living at home. What never, did you start with? I, I started with a townhouse. Townhouse? Then I bought a... How much? A, How much did you pay? Uh, 21000 Where? Uh, Des Plaines. Des Plaines, 21000 Des yes. And uh, I grew up in Elmwood Park, so it wasn't that far from Des Plaines. Yeah. And then I bought a, a little bungalow 
for twenty six thousand, right by my church, St. Williams Church. How did you church. do it? Twenty percent down. Yeah. What was it? Yeah. yeah. You just yeah. saved enough money to yeah. buy another one. Yeah. 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 How many mortgages could you get at that time? As many as you want. Now it's limited. Well, because in those days, banks and savings loans made the mortgages and they kept them. Okay, kept them. Now they're reselling them? Now they resell them. So the Fannie Mae has a limit? The Fannie Mae uh, has a limit of 10 mortgages. So now it's a little bit tougher to scale. It's a little bit tougher, but we're investigating something now where uh, we can get Fannie Mae mortgages and get other types of mortgages. And I, I'm looking into that now. Mm-hmm. So, for somebody who's starting out now, you would say probably just maybe buy for yourself first. <clears throat> well, it, if depends somebody, how, it depends how old you are. If you like, if if, the, if it's the Ukrainian, you know, person who moved to America nine years ago, let's say, the renting. If he's renting, he should buy. He should buy. It, Better pay off your mortgage than that, somebody else. That's right. Yeah. yeah. So, so first for yourself. Yes. Use a little money down. What's better, a lot of money down or low uh, money down? You, always. It, again, this is. These are only my opinion. Yeah. Uh, but if I was young, I would do exactly what I did: put as little money down as you can. Uh, have the seller pay the closing cost. Okay. The, the, okay. We're going to unwrap that a little bit. Okay. So as little money down as possible. That's why, why you, you control. Why not pay more? Not oh. pay it off right away. Well. At, at, a, at, a, at a young age, you really don't want to pay it off. What you want to do is keep the money and buy another property versus paying it off. So if you had an extra $10, you, you, you say, well, I, I'll put it down on my mortgage. Or you can put it on the side and save up so you can buy another property. Do you think it works every time? Is it, it used to work back in the days? Or is it only now a special time when you, don't have, when you shouldn't be paying it off? You should be buying another one. Well, I think it depends what your goals are. My goal was to buy real estate, and, and as much real estate as I, I could. My, my family's from Italy, and it's not like we were not poor, but we were not rich. And But I saw rich, I saw rich people who owned real estate, and yeah. I said, well, how did they, they do it? They, they, <laughs> must, they must know something. They yeah. must know something, yes. <laughs> yeah. so, so you say, don't pay it off. Keep the money, get another one. When you're young, but whatever your goal is, there's nothing wrong with paying it off if that's if that. I want to make as much money as possible. Uh, then, you, that's my then, goal. The, uh, well, my idea, my opinion is that you buy as much real estate as you can. Now, again, you don't want to buy something where you're losing a lot of money on, on every deal because you, you you also have to save money on the side because there's going to you're going to yeah. have a refrigerator, a stove. Painting, you lose a tenant, and you have to, you know, get another tenant. So, you want to you want to keep some cash handy because uh, you're gonna you're gonna run into some issues. Do you think starting with a condo or a single family? I I think today the 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 best value is is condos, suburban condos, which because they got. Down, they got their prices down the most uh, amongst all the other real estate assets yeah. in the crash. I, 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 I believe that. And uh, the prices are coming back, but there's still um, some bargains out there. Not that you have to have a steal all the time. You're, you know, you're not going to get it. If you wait for a steal every time, yeah. you, you'll have three properties by the time you're 60. 
Yeah, I, I feel like I always overpay. That's okay. And, uh, a few thousand dollars too low. A few thousand dollars overpaid is that gonna not gonna kill you? Yeah, yeah. It's it's what like three dollars a month. Five dollars a month, roughly, yeah. for every thousand. So now, what about these closing costs? You said seller pays the closing costs. Well, uh, you preferably you want to put as little money down as possible. So, you uh, maybe you'll pay a little bit more. To, let's say two thousand uh, than you think, and you say seller will pay two thousand dollars towards closing costs. So you take those two thousand, but add it to the mortgage. Like let's say you agreed on eighty thousand, yeah, and you say okay, I'll pay you eighty two, but you give me two back. Yeah, which you could will do it that way. But you could give them eighty two right away. Uh, maybe your second, your, I would say, not your first offer, but your second offer, you could throw that in. I wouldn't. Yeah, throw wouldn't it wait, in. Wait, I wouldn't end. wait till the end. I yeah. would wait for the second offer. The first offer. The first offer. There's an old saying in real estate: if they accept the first offer, you overpaid. <laughs> Yeah. Well, I'm trying to think if that happened to me before. No. That's an old saying. Doesn't mean it works all the well, time. Well, a lot of old sayings have a lot of truth in that, yeah. and it, it keeps its value for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, okay, so we'll 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 put the low. I remember at the at the meeting, real estate meeting we had in November. I I sat that, and a lot of people would be like, "No, we need to over. We need to pay it off. We need to pay it off. That is no good. The interest is no good." You always pay somebody at the end of 30 years. You overpaid it like 100 times. I mean, 100 percent. If you bought a something for 100,000, you almost at 30 years, it's almost 190. That's if true. You, and, and again, it all depends on what your goals are. Yeah, you know, what your goals are. Uh, uh, you saw a lot of people, they buy some property and they pay it off, and that's fine. That's fine. Depends what your goal is. My goal was to try to get more than a few properties. That was my goal. So uh, I needed. Uh, Needed to buy more real estate, and I so, I wanted to put. So you yeah. Buying the first property, you already knew about the seller financing. The the the, the seller holding uh, giving you the credit. You well, already knew that. Well, not in the first one, no, but I somehow or another I learned it, and and that's why, if I could say something to your to your uh, listeners, mm -hmm. that's why you're lucky to have somebody like Oleg to teach you, because. In, in my day, I had to make mistakes, and maybe I learned from them, but Oleg is very smart, very uh, sharp, knows the business, and, and he'll help you um, find good deals, and he knows about uh, seller, fi seller financing, he knows about seller That's paying the closing you. costs. You know, you're, you're, you're the one who I go to, well, and then my clients are listening for me, whatever you told me. Okay, <laughs> yeah. all right. So I learn from you a lot. Okay. So that's that's why I have you on the show because okay, right. I, I had I knew that I have to bring you on, and um, so you know, buying one after one, one after another. Yeah, you at twenty eight, you bought something very big. Uh, yeah, we bought a twenty flat, twenty in, unit in building, twenty unit building in in Lombard. How did you do that? Well, there was an ad. Newspaper? I called out it right away, went over that night, and um, paid hmm. whatever the seller wanted. Didn't it, even negotiate. Didn't even negotiate. He wanted 25000 He was holding the financing, $25,000 down, 375 purchase price, and... Um, Twenty-five thousand down, down payment and three fifty. He would keep. He would be he, a bank. He, he would be the. He would. He would uh, be the bank. For you. He would be the you bank. Don't, you don't need no bank. 
he would he would be financing. He'd financed it. Okay, so for how five years. For five years. But we sold it in two years. Well, you have to find that kind of seller who would who would keep that you, much you, money. Yeah. And yeah. why would that be good for the seller? Do you think? It, well, uh, many sellers when the. Uh, I guess one of the keys is you want to find motivated sellers, whether they're holding the financing, whether they're not holding financing. You want motivated sellers, ones that need to sell, and they want to sell. Mm -hmm. um, and so you get the best prices from them. Um, in this case, he probably was tired of taking care of a 20-apartment building. So, but he still wanted some he still cash wanted flow. Some coming. cash flow coming in. He didn't in. want to make too much taxes. Mm -hmm. No, nope, on the on the on the on the price. That's if right. He would have sold for three seventy five. He would have had to pay some twenty percent tax, twenty five. Well, uh, we're not accountants, but yeah, you 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 get a little bit of a break when uh, you hold the financing, um, and uh, though it it usually it usually is because the seller is motivated, and this seller apparently was motivated, and uh, it it. Uh, so it worked, it worked out fine. It worked out fine for both of us. Yeah, we always paid them. <laughs> and so you bought that twenty flat. You put twenty five thousand down. Twenty five thousand. Yeah, and then you sold it. We sold it two years later, and we walked away with seventy three thousand. Okay, so it tripled. Almost. Tripled. Putting twenty five tripled. But yeah, it was well, a different kind of management. So, so that's here's a technique, right? Seller ask the owner to keep to hold the mortgage. If this, the the owner will hold some financing, some financing, um, that might give you an opportunity to talk to the bank you deal with and see uh, what their requirements are. In this case, you didn't use any bank. In this, this case, case, we didn't use any bank. No, just you and the owner. Yeah, you figured out a deal. He would keep the money. He would keep the financing. He would finance for some interest-only loan, some some kind. Well, it's like an interest-only. It was, uh, I think, a twenty-five-year amortization, five-year balloon. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll explain that yeah. um, uh, later. So, so you bought that twenty-unit building, and then you bought you had two more buildings that you bought no money down. Yes. How do you do that? No money down. Um, well, <clears throat> in this case. Um, uh, you check with your bank first, and you say, you know, what are your requirements? If I get a seventy-five percent, do you go to Chase? Do you go to Bank of America? Uh, Which bank do you go to? I, I, I go small? to I go to a bank. small bank. Small bank. <laughs> yeah, because I'm small. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. Well, with hundred properties, small. Then. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, okay, so you go to small bank. Small bank. Don't go to and, a big and, and get their requirements. Yeah. And I asked. Um, if if uh, you give me a seventy five percent loan to value, so on a hundred thousand dollars, if they will give me a seventy five thousand dollar loan, can I get the seller to lend me twenty thousand, twenty five thousand? So you get seventy five from the bank and the rest from the seller. Yes. And the bank says. The, in in my case, the bank said that's fine. So. Um, Even you, though you have no skin in the game, you got none out of none in the game. Sometimes <laughs> banks would say yes. Yeah, but if you got to you got to check with your bank yeah. first and see what they say. And if they say no, then you go to another. Check one. with another bank because not all banks uh, are small enough for because uh, we're we're not uh, multi billionaires. They can go to the big banks and but we're just a number there. Yeah. At the smaller banks, you know we're. We, they know us. Yeah. So, uh, in this case, uh, there was a motivated seller. 
that had a Six Flag. He was motivated. And uh, it was a lawyer, in fact. And uh, we asked him, do you want to... And you bought it. You, you bought a couple like that. A couple like that. Yeah. So that's a good strategy also. Ask the owner to keep hold the financing and get the rest. Not the big piece of uh, uh, loan like you did with the first one. You, 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 you had the seller hold 350 the- the seller a lot of money. That was his idea. Yeah, that was. Oh, okay. That was yeah, his idea. That's, yeah, you. Yeah, that's a nice. Seller. The other two wanted to get out. Did they, Yeah, they wanted to get out. So you you, uh, ha- you had them to, to hold a little bit lower um, amount and get the biggest piece from the bank. Right. So you get twenty five percent from the from the seller. So you got to be a little bit creative. Yeah, that's like creative, and not creative. all banks will go along with that. Yeah. You have to make sure to and make your cash flow. Once you start renting those units and start, you know, paying all the expenses, taxes, and everything, will be probably a little bit smaller. Yeah, if, if, because if, you now have if it is at all, you, you might financed. break even for you for might break a, even. You might Would break you still even. Do it? Yeah. Why? Well, at my age, no. <laughs> okay. At my age. At your age, yes. Why? It's well, breaking even. No money. Well, it, well, you're ex- you have some experience, and and if if something goes wrong, you can pay it. If 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 it's your first one, now you have to be the grade school I went to. So we sold that, and we got money there. I think we, I think I paid twenty six, and we sold it for like thirty eight or thirty nine. So we had some cash already. Um, so uh, that's what we used in the twenty flat. So, so no, if, it, the, if the if apartment if building is, bra- is, is, is breaking even, it depends no on where you are. Everything that's about four fifty five is slow. That's right. Yeah, they keep so, lowering and lowering the price. So there's less customers for that type of product than for cheaper. I want more customers. I want more customers. Yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. 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 It's so, a, so yeah, but everybody well. has a different idea. Everybody has different goals. Every and and some ideas. Uh, I, and I would say most of the ideas, uh, uh, I always tell Oleg, that if you talk to 10 people who are investors, you'll get different ideas. They'll be similar, but some of them will say, oh, I like the higher price stuff because they go up more. And that, that makes sense to them, and that's fine. Uh, everybody has a different idea. You have to put the ideas together and make it your idea. Yeah, like yeah. If you go in a in a better neighborhood, the returns and income will be lower. The yeah. price for the for the building or for the condo, whatever you're buying, is higher. The income is a little bit lower. But if you go to the rougher neighborhoods, the price is cheaper. The income is higher, but there's more management, more problems, more you know things that you probably don't want to. Well, but everybody has a different idea. Yeah, there, there's people that buy in all the different areas and they have a, a system which works for them so um, uh, m- my idea was just kind of simple if I buy in nice areas and I buy at the low end that seems simple and was kind of safe maybe I didn't make big money like somebody who goes into a bad area and and uh, Makes more money because it's, yeah. it's it's a little rough. <laughs> what about these condo HOAs? You're not worried about them? About special assessments? Not not able to rent? What about these HOAs? Well, they can they can kind of control. Yeah, control. I mean that's one of the potential uh, things that uh, 
can be a hindrance because uh, you don't have as much control when you when you buy a condo, uh, but you go along with the rules the best you can and and um, make sure you buy with a healthy financials, yeah, right? And, and you find out how the uh, how the they association run. is. Yeah, yeah. If it's uh, uh, I, I'm very nervous about uh, condos that don't have a management on site. Well, not on site. That would be nice, but a management company like there's some that are self-managed. Yes. That's a, that's if they if <laughs> if they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. That's not that's not good. Why do they do self-managing? Is Why it cheaper or something? Yeah, they don't have cheaper. to pay a manager. They have yeah. the the prince, pr president, vice president. Mm -hmm. You know, so doing some of the work and yeah. hiring the people, and if they know what they're doing, it's fine. But and usually those associations are uh, a little lower, right? Well, the association fees might be lower, but that they still it still makes me nervous because you don't know if the if the president of the association is really knowledgeable enough to run. Uh, a condo association. Yeah. So yeah. it makes me a little nervous. Yeah. So okay. you got to so be you got to be, be careful. careful. You got to be also careful. The percentage of investors versus owners in a in a condo complexes, right? So the higher the investor uh, percentage, the 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 harder it, it is to get the mortgage sometimes. Yes, yeah, sometimes. Yes. The FHA won't go through, mm -hmm. right? Financing um, the prices probably won't what about the prices? Will they go up higher, faster? Will Again, they? you never know. You never but, know about but prices to, going up. You always, yeah, uh, yeah. Never well, know. you always try to see the the number of investors as low as possible is the best. The, the, the best is the lower, to have. The uh, and one of the things about buying condos is that if you buy a condo with eighty percent owners and twenty percent renters, uh, that is is better than. 40% owners and 60% tenants because then it, uh, the tenants may not take as good a care of the the places. So I've run into a problem where we were under contract on something and we couldn't close because the bank found out that there's like 80 or something percent investors. They said we can't lend. We that's can't right. Lend. It, for some reason, that's a problem for them. It is too because many too many uh, and tenants. And then you can't do, even if they let you go through, they probably they, you can't do the 5% down. You have to do at least 10, I think, or, or 20 well, so uh, the, the condos, it's a little bit uh, harder, harder to get and a mortgage. And the scale, it's a little bit harder because now you have to do a double work. It's, it's hard to pick a good one. It's, it's, it, there's a lot of work. You have not only work, look at the area, you also have to find a good complex. Yeah. Check this, check that, how much reserves, how much uh, can you rent? That's another that's one. That's the key. That's the key because <laughs> some key. of them don't allow you to rent. Yep. So that's that's that you can bump into that you you under you almost closing and then you found out oh my god well, I can't you, rent. you, you have better to make that the first thing you look at yeah when you want to make sure if you're going to look to rent it I was on the contract or something and uh, I was hundred percent sure that I could rent and then uh, two days before closing I'm like oh my god did I check if I can mm -hmm. I, I was able to rent but then mm -hmm. it, it, it just it just I reminded myself oh oh my god did I check or not <laughs> well, that was a, uh, I, I so would if I were you I would check. The best you can, but I'd also put in a contract that buyer is allowed to rent oh, this that's condo. Right. That's good. That's yeah. good. Put so, in a contract. But still check it. You don't want to waste time. Because then you time. can, if, if some, something changes then yeah. before closing. Sometimes they, they change those rules on you. Right? Yeah, right. But then you grandfathered in. You can, if you were renting before. Not always. Not always. Not always, but usually you're grandfathered in, but not always. Grandfathering in means that if you were renting 
and then you cha- they change rules on you, and now they stop. They don't they don't allow renting anymore. You still can rent because you were renting before. So that's grandfathering in. And then usually that's sell, the case. That's usually the usually, case. Usually, yeah. But if you sell, the new owner cannot. Right. Because now it's a new law. Yeah. yeah. But it's not all. Sometimes they will say no more rentals when At your all. tenant lease expires. That's he's it. out. He's out. And yeah. then you have to sell. Then you have or to move sell. In. Or move in. Or move in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So why not stocks? Why real estate? Why not stocks? Okay. Stocks is easier. Yeah. Buy, and sell. for some people, that's. That for, and for some people, that's the way to go, buy stock. Yeah. But uh, the reason uh, why I like real estate is is in, in real estate, you could leverage. That means if you put, let, let's use the $100,000 example. If I buy something for $100,000 and I put $20,000 down, mm-hmm. and let's say it goes up 5% or 4% a year for five years. So that's gone up $20,000 in five years. I've doubled my money. If I bought stocks for 100000 and it went up 5% a year or 4% a year or 8% a year, even 8% a year, um, went up nice, then that, that's good. But it only went to a hundred. That was a 40% increase. Plus... Leverage. I'm paying down a mortgage. But what if you bought that real estate with cash? There's no leverage now. There's no right? leverage. So the mortgage is the key. Is the key. Is the key. But again, everybody has their own yes. comfort level. Sure. And, and, um, but if you want to grow and you want to expand, you need to use somebody else's money. It, yes. Yes. So that's the key. OPM. Other people's Auto's money. People's money. Yeah. yeah. OPM. And, and that's, that's how... A lot of people uh, got rich because instead of, in fact, we have a, 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 a paper that actually shows that, and Ole can show that to yeah. you if, if yeah. you give him a call, and, and they'll show you if you put 100% down, 20% down, 25% down, 50% down, and you'll see the difference. Why, remember, it's only, I remember you told me, I asked you, why is it be, the lower you put down, the more is cash on cash meaning like if you put down 20 percent down your cash flow is certain amount if you put less percent down your cash flow is smaller but cash on cash is is higher because why well okay it this only happens a few times and and it's a little complicated over the uh radio here yeah but when the cap rate is higher than the interest rate in principle, the less money you put down, the better your cash flow is. If the cap rate is lower than your principal and interest, uh, then the more money you put down, you actually will get a little better uh, return yeah. on investment. So, so it's a little complicated over the radio, but <clears throat> Ole can explain it to you. Just <laughs> you almost have to see it. The, the thing is that low interest rates is making money. This, <laughs> ma- making money. Ma- yeah, and then you are interested in putting as low as possible and mm-hmm. leveraging it because then yes. your returns are much higher than the than the percent you're 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 borrowing. You're borrowing three point nine, and your returns are at eight nine, yeah. right? 
So you're making money on somebody else. Yes. Once the interest rates goes up to 10, if they go up to 10, then you're interested in putting as much money down as possible. Well, again, it depends on your goals. Okay. That you have to, uh, and that's yeah. why this, this program, uh, I think, is so good because you're learning uh, from people who have some experience. Um, uh, when, I was, when I was young, they didn't have these things, and I had to go around and talk to real estate brokers and yeah. pick ideas from, <laughs> from different people. And surprisingly, a lot of them were uh, not American-born, <laughs> which is, is amazing how quickly uh, a lot of the people who come to America learn uh, about real estate. Yeah. So uh, that, that's why these shows are great. So, um, How did you buy Walgreens? <laughs> <clears throat> well, Walgreens, um, uh, I bought uh, 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 houses, uh, condos. Um, <clears throat> well, first of all, let me just say, uh, when I sold those two six flats... With no money down. With no money down. <laughs> um, and <clears throat> when I sold them, I did a 1031 exchange. So you, so you will defer taxes. A trade. You'll pay them. Yeah. You defer You'll taxes. Defer taxes. 1031 means you, you sell something and then you buy something with similar or higher size. So you defer your taxes. So defer you pay them taxes. later. Not now. You'll sell it. You'll pay when you sell that other well, you'll, property. You'll, you'll and then you 1031 and again and again and again. And so you. If you're lucky, you, you never you, pay. You just pay. die. You just <laughs> die and give it to uh, the family. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, okay, so you tried it. So I, I sold uh, the two six flats. And I bought um, 14 properties oh. with those two six flats. Um, I forget if it was six houses and eight condos or eight, I forget, if, but it was 14. Mm -hmm. And um, so I kept those. And then uh, I, uh, for, uh, you know, uh, reasons, uh, my wife was ill, so I needed cash flow. Yeah. So I, I decided to look for where I could get cash flow. And uh, uh, I, what I did was I found a, a Walgreens in Indiana, um, and I sold, it's not easy, but I sold a bunch of properties and um, bought the Walgreens, traded into the Walgreens. So I didn't pay any taxes. How much was it? The, the Walgreens was a million for, a million four fifty. How did you buy it? 20% down? No, we no. put we put uh, a lot down. A lot down. Yeah, because you sold sold your, a bunch of stuff. <laughs> sold a bunch of stuff that yeah. appreciated, paid itself yeah. down. Yeah, who paid it down? Tenants. The tenant. Oh. tenant were they were very nice. Yeah, <laughs> they were they very very down. nice. They, yeah, they said here, so, Stino, here's some money. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then when I paid it to zero, how old were you? When that happened, uh. Let's see, probably uh, somewhere in my 40s. 40s? Somewhere there. Bought a Walgreens? Uh, bought a Walgreens, yeah. With a lot of down, did, uh, because you have to put a lot of down on these commercial no, big ones? No, did it wasn't. Did you decide it though? So? Uh, the interest I wanted, rates were high? I wanted to get cash flow to take care of my wife. It wasn't the interest rates too high? Uh, no, I actually, we, uh, I think we started with a $400,000 loan, and we paid we paid it off, I think, uh, six or 8000 a month, and we got it paid off. And then we were getting... A nice cash flow every year. Yeah, those are easy to manage, right? There's nothing to do on nothing those. Nothing to do. Yeah. But uh, they, they Walgreens signs 30-year lease. You're good to go. Well, not a 30-year. Um, with us, they had a 20-year lease. Which is good. 
which is good. Do anything. They and pay taxes. They pay insurance. They, uh, there was a, not to get too confusing. There was a double net lease. Double net, yeah. So I was responsible for the roof, and the parking lot. Mm -hmm. And, um, but basically, you know, they took care of everything else. So nice. And then, and then you sold it. Traded it, and then bought uh, AT and T. No, that was that was a different. Uh, that story. was a different deal. <laughs> yeah. AT, but then you owned it. Well, which one was better, Walgreens or AT and T? They were both good. <laughs> <laughs> they were both good. They were both good. Was that your best deals? You think? Uh, I think the AT and T was a nice deal because. Okay, I'll, I'll just tell you about this one. <laughs> you know, by the way, the, this deal AT and T, that was what you'd call luck. This is all luck. So yes. I'm just telling you. This was when like preparation a, meets opportunity. Yeah, That's it, it, luck. it was luck. Yeah. Okay, I'm whatever you want to call it. To me, it was okay. luck. Okay, I bought six uh, condos. One person wanted to sell. Uh, uh, another lawyer actually. He <laughs> <laughs> um, wanted to sell the whole all six. All six. all six. And I tried to get him to hold a second mortgage, and he did. But I had to come up with four thousand dollars, so it was okay. I had the four thousand, so I bought the six condos with four thousand dollars down. Second mortgage, first mortgage from so the bank. You did a lot of these second mortgages. Not a lot, but, but maybe, but maybe but those three were the ones that really, yeah. <laughs> really did did well. Yeah. But okay, so I had the four, the six condos, and eventually I said, "Oh, I'm going to sell them." And this is where the luck comes in. Instead of uh, me selling one at a time which I was kind of thinking, somebody wanted to buy all six. You bought all six, somebody else bought all six. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, so somebody else bought all six. So I'm, now I'm going to do another trade, another 1031 exchange. And um, uh, I, <laughs> again, luck. Somebody buys all six. Now I have some, some cash. Um, and uh, the, a broker who I know, uh, said, um, I have a, a building in Arlington Heights, and um, and two people are interested in it, and um, you know one of them was uh, uh, AT and T, <laughs> and the other one was something else. Yeah, um, you chose AT. I liked AT and T better. <laughs> so that was the, the whole thing was kind of lucky. The lady who bought my six condos wanted all six. And I move it over here where, you know, so those things happen once in a while. Lock in real estate happens a lot. Yeah. If you just throw an off against the wall, I've, I've experienced that so many exactly. times. It's just keep on trying, trying, trying. It's, oh, all of a sudden you have something happening really nice. And it's, it sounds like luck. It looks like luck. But, yeah, well, it's, I mean, it's I, not really I, luck. I, well, I'm just saying yeah. that was, uh, that was, uh, to me, I look at it, the lady who bought my six, wanted all six, and then a uh, guy that I knew uh, told me about this deal, and, uh, you know, it just happened. Rents have been growing, you know, la la last couple of years. You think they keep on growing? Well... Because <laughs> now you look at the price, you know, I look at the condo, okay, 95000 you run numbers, you look at the rents, oh, they're like 1100 for <coughs> one bedroom, maybe sometimes 12 <coughs> you can squeeze. seems like you can buy stuff that would be even, either the same or maybe cheaper a little bit. 
and rents are you know twelve hundred for one bedroom. It's a, it's a lot of money, mm-hmm. you know, and you have to charge it to make it work for mm-hmm. for the condo you're buying. You think they're going to keep on growing? Well, it's, they uh, have to stop at some point. Well, actually, uh, during my time. Uh, I still remember when I started in the business, I, like I said, I grew up in Elmwood Park, and uh, I, I remember showing, a, a, of course, an Italian <laughs> who, who was looking at condos that were seventeen, eighteen thousand dollars $18,000, and he told me, oh, they can't keep coming up. They can't keep going up. This is, this is too much. Too much. And I'm, a, and I'm a kid. I don't know. But <laughs> I said, I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. But, and, uh, of course, he didn't buy and um, condos did go up beyond eighteen thousand, <laughs> seventeen thousand. Yeah. So nobody knows what's going to happen tomorrow. But I also remember I, I sold the house <clears throat> for forty six thousand and no, yeah, forty six five in Park Ridge, four bedroom, bath and a half. And one of the older salespeople, like my age, said, "What do you think? These houses are going to be seventy thousand one day?" <laughs> I said, I, "I don't know. I'm just a kid." And uh, they wow. did. They did go up more than seventy. Yeah, there's a newspaper in our office in the back that there's. It says like uh, buy a house for ten thousand, put down two hundred dollars. I took a picture. It's, it's, it's That's funny. Right. What so, are, What are the two most common phrases in real estate? Remember, we talked. I should have bought it. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and right. I should have not sold it. Yeah, right. Those are two the, I keep hearing yeah. them all the time. Yeah, and, the time. and everybody's everybody's going to say I should have bought that. Should have bought. Everybody's going to say that. In Ukrainian village, I should have bought it thirty years. That's ago. That's right. I should have bought it. <laughs> and it grew so much. Um, what was the highest interest rate you ever paid? Seven. Well, the well the highest interest rate. The highest on a mortgage. Now it's three point nine. What was seventeen point seventeen percent? And wow. three points. And the highest points. I paid on a line of credit was twenty three and a half percent. So, um, wow! How do you make money on that? You well, break when I was paying down that twenty three and a half percent, I would walk to the bank and put. I give them twenty five dollars. <laughs> you know, I didn't care what I brought, <laughs> but I, if I brought twenty five dollars here. Take it and pay it down that uh, loan, but. Wow. You know that you have to go along with the times. Yeah. Well, th- now it's a seems like a opportunity time. Yeah, uh, go grab them. Uh, that's right. And that's when I when I talk about and again, Olego will, ex- will explain this to you. But now, in in some cases, you can have the the cap rate capitalization rate higher than the principal and interest. And and this is a time that doesn't happen often in in. The, 40 some years so cap rate for those who don't know it's if you bought the property with cash and looked at how much it brings you every year in income and divide that by the price that's what that's the cap that's rate that's what's the cap rate yeah if you bought it with cash if you paid cash for it you now know. if you buy with a mortgage your return is higher because you leverage in these cheap yep. mortgages just, just, you know, we just have papers that will show you much easier, and Ole can explain it to you, because if, when you look at it, you go, wow. Wow. Because it doesn't happen I was too often. The first time. Yeah. It looks like the, the less you put down, the lower is your cash flow. It's like if you, if you buy 100000 you put $20,000, $20, maybe you make 200 bucks, whatever. And if you put only 10% down, your mortgage is higher, your payments are a little below, higher, then you make maybe 150 but if you divide by what you've put in, the percentage-wise, it's, it's more. That's right. And if you start multiplying that, 
You're like you're. Oh wow, I'm I'm banking. And this is only in a few times in my history of buying real estate that this happens. With these, I've never seen these low interest rates. Even if they grow to five, six, uh, yeah, still. I've never. I in my during most of my time, I never saw a six. No, <laughs> never. Wow. Well, I hope you guys um, learned a lot today. We're gonna finish up. There was a packed, packed uh, episode, and um, I encourage everybody who is involved in real estate industry, whether you're a contractor, you have a store, or you own real estate, you want to talk about investing or any anything around real estate. Reach out to me or to Ukrainian uh, independent Ukrainian independent radio. Reach out to uh, to us and um, uh, yeah, call me. We will do an interview. We'll do a show. Um, and uh, yeah, my phone number is eight four seven two three five zero three zero five. And um, it was Stino Melito with us today.